Hello friend, I created this podcast because I want to serve busy souls like you, looking to up level and live your best life. I chose 9 minutes because everyone has 9 minutes and the number 9 signifies serving humanity, good karma and providing a positive example. In this podcast, I connect you with some of the most influential and successful people in the world who are excited to share their number one advice or success tip with you to help you live your best life. Hello everyone, thank you so much for joining this podcast. As you could hear, I'm a bit little extra excited for Dr. Philip Ovidia. As you know that one in every four deaths is cardiac related. Um, number one cause of death in all over the world is uh, cardiac related. And today I have an expert cardiothoracic surgeon, Dr. Philip Ovedia. Dr. Ovedia, welcome and thank you so much for coming on my podcast. Oh, thank you, Nevin, so much. I'm so excited to be on this podcast. I love your messaging and I love your enthusiasm. Dr. Ovedia, your whole goal now in life is to really keep people away from your office by doing lifestyle that actually minimize not only cardiovascular, every other uh, disease, every other poor metabolic conditions. Can you tell us a little bit about your philosophy, your structure, how you do it? Sure thing. As you said, I'm a heart surgeon, but my goal now is to keep people from needing heart surgery. Uh, heart surgery is an amazing you know, technology that we've developed over the past uh, 50 or 60 years. But no matter how good we get at heart surgery, people are always going to be better served if they can avoid the need for having heart surgery. And we traditionally have focused on things like cholesterol and putting people on medications perhaps to lower their cholesterol to help them avoid heart surgery. But unfortunately, the statistics show that that doesn't work all that well. It does have some effects, but heart disease remains the number one cause of death in the United States. It's been that way for the past 20 years, and it shows no signs of really slowing down. And so we need to refocus, and we need to really start to question what is the root cause of heart disease. And through a combination of personal experience and professional experience, I've come to realize that the real root cause of heart disease is poor metabolic health. And that's primarily rooted in our diets, but it also has influence on things like stress and other lifestyle issues. And I think we really need to step, take a step back and focus on those issues so that we can be more effective in preventing heart disease and preventing people from needing my services as a heart surgeon. Dr. Ovedia, just this such a close uh, thing to my family. I, I have an aunt, and you know she's like, "Hey, my cholesterol's high, so I'm on medication." And I'm like, "Aunt, let's address the root cause." But she's like, "Oh, I'm taking the same medicine. My doctor said he's taking it. I trust him. I love him, and I want to do medicine. Like, why is this not talked talked about in the in the our physicians out there?" Well, you know, I think it's a symptom of a larger problem that we have in the healthcare system, and we've become so focused on treating disease. We develop all these new technologies and these new medicines, the latest and greatest things to treat disease, and we've got so busy doing that that we forgot 
how to prevent disease. And I really think as our healthcare system, if we took a step back and we said, can we prevent these diseases in the first place, we would make much better strides in making people healthier and prolonging their lives. And we can prevent a lot of these diseases. When you look, you know, the CDC just released the top, this year it was 11 causes of death. Traditionally it's 10, but they added COVID in this year. So the top 11 causes of death. And when you look at those, seven out of the 11 are rooted in poor metabolic health. And if we got back to teaching people how to eat properly, how to exercise, how to sleep, how to relieve stress, and we can reduce the incidence of poor metabolic health and metabolic disease in this country, we could make so much headway in reducing those causes of death. Dr. Ovidia, so number one thing for prevention and to improve our poor metabolic health is nutrition? Nutrition is certainly number one. We are what we eat. We're not going to be able to get away from that. We've tried to. We try and find, even in that field, you know, around food, we try and develop all these new foods and think we can outsmart nature. But the reality is we can't. And if we just got back to eating whole real food, it's a real simple message. You don't have to make it complicated. Just eat whole real food. And that would vastly improve most people's metabolic health. Dr. Ovidia, somebody who's listening to this and has say has a higher cholesterol number and has been in um, statins all their life, how can they get to that health point where they don't need the statins? Well, I think the first step is, you know, doing a, a, a deeper assessment of, you know, what do your cholesterol numbers really mean? We tend to focus very much on one particular cholesterol number, the LDL, what's always called the bad cholesterol. And we focus on that mostly because we have a medication that can lower that number. But we ignore our other cholesterol numbers. And when you look at what's called HDL, which is traditionally good cholesterol, and the triglyceride levels, which is the third number that comes up on when you get a cholesterol panel, those, those two numbers actually are much more instructive, uh, much more informative around your risk of heart disease. But we don't have medications that, you know, treat those. We want our HDL cholesterol to be as high as possible. You want your triglyceride levels to be as low as possible. And when you really look at the numbers, those are much more predictive of your risk of heart disease. And the ways to improve those triglycerides can be very effectively lowered uh, by changing your diet, specifically by minimizing carbohydrates within the diet. Your HDL cholesterol can be improved by diet and exercise as well. And if you do those two things, if you raise your HDL cholesterol and get it high and you lower your triglycerides and get it low, the, the data actually shows that the LDL cholesterol becomes meaningless in predicting heart disease. And then you have to then step back and say, okay, what is the real use of the statin in that situation? Love it. Everyone, this is coming from a cardiothoracic surgeon, the man who really fixed the plumbing. He's a plumber, and the plumber's telling us how to avoid clogging. That's really what it is. Um, Dr. Vidya, can you dive deep into the next couple of minutes about food that really clogs the plumbing and food that really unclogs the plumbing? 
Well, I think, you know, the main foods that we look at that, uh, you know, lead to heart disease are what I call the fake foods. So the highly processed oils, the seed oils, the vegetable oils, and the highly processed carbohydrates, the sugars and the refined sugars. And I think when you look at those two things together, uh, they tend to be in almost every processed food that we consume. And while there isn't really any food in particular that unclogs the plumbing once the, you know, once the damage is done, avoiding those foods and instead eating whole real food will prevent the problems from occurring in the first place. But even if you've gotten to the point where you have significant heart disease, eliminating those foods from your diet will at least stop it from getting worse. And there may be some evidence, you know, early on that you can actually undo some of this damage. But for the most part, what I tell people who come to me already with heart disease is, okay, let's at least stop from doing more damage. And the way to do that, again, is just eat real whole food, eliminate the processed foods, eliminate the fake foods, and you'll feel better, you'll look better, and your insides will get better as well. Dr. Ovidia, um, after every episode, I do a takeaway. Well, so for today's takeaway, I'm going to um, read a quote from you. And because this quote is really, I, this is what I believe in. And um, so the quote says, a healthy diet doesn't mean smoothies and salad. A healthy diet usually real, using real food can be satisfying and easy to maintain. I enjoy everything I eat, and most importantly, I am able to fully enjoy all the wonderful things in my life. This is Dr. Radia. You need to be, you need to live a happy, healthy life, joyful life too. I love it, Dr. Radia. That's my takeaway. Everyone, please hang on. So now we have a part two, and the part two is is really truly incredible, a journey, incredible story of uh, Dr. Ovidia himself. He lost over 100 pounds. Also, I'm gonna spoil it a little bit that he's a carnivore. Um, that's kind of unheard, especially if you look at what's came out last couple of days about meat and everything. So enjoy this special part two episode from Dr. Ovidia. Yes, thank you, Naveen. I think my story is a, a big part of who I am and how I got here and helps me to understand that the people that I, you know, try and help every day. Uh, I honestly, I was overweight and obese my entire life, as much as I can remember as a child. Uh, I was all, always overweight. And that was despite the fact that my family always ate what was deemed to be healthy. You know, we really uh, you know, ate according to the food pyramid at that time. Um, we drank skim milk. We used margarine instead of butter. If we drank soda, it was only diet soda. I have a brother who's a type 1 diabetic, so we never had sugar in the house. And my parents, you know, really listened to the recommendations. And despite that, I was obese. My parents were obese. Uh, my sister was obese. And uh, my brother, who was a type 1 diabetic, was not as much obese, but, you know, he was overweight as well. And I went through college and I went through medical school. And, you know, those are real stressful times in life. And you don't eat well and you don't exercise and you don't sleep well. And I just got more and more obese. 
myself at about 30 years old uh, as a, you know, well into my training to be a, a heart surgeon. And I realized I was on my way to being a heart surgery patient. So at that time, I did what I knew to do, which was count my calories and, you know, try and exercise more. And that worked a little bit and I lost a little bit of weight and I was feeling pretty good about myself. But, you know, then you get back into life and you're hungry again and you don't have as much time to exercise. And I put the weight back on and more. And finally, uh, you know, I really didn't know what to do. I got to the point where I had my two young children and I was truly pre-diabetic and morbidly obese. And I really, you know, wanted to do something, but I didn't know what to do. I had tried everything I had learned, eat less, move more, count my calories, eat a low fat diet, and none of it worked over the long term. And thankfully, I got exposed at first to uh, Gary Taubes uh, and uh, started on a low carb, uh, you know, low sugar, low carb diet. And eventually that kind of evolved to uh, carnivore, which is basically a zero carb or almost zero carb diet. But what I think is more important, what I realize about carnivore is that I'm only eating whole real food. And because of that, I don't eat a lot of, I don't eat any processed foods. I stay away from the vegetable and the seed oils and I stay away, you know, for the large part from sugar. And it's the best I've ever felt. I weigh less and I wear smaller clothes now than I did in high school. I have all the energy I want to enjoy my children and enjoy my life. And I have good mental clarity. I have a positive outlook on life. And I want to help as many people to achieve the same as I can. Love it, Dr. Reed. That's amazing. I love a couple of the nuggets that you throw in there. You said... You know, you follow the guidelines of the USDA and the food pyramid, but you feel like that, you know, you were destined to, especially uh, both of your parents went to uh, gastric bypass surgery and you just kept on getting weight year after year. Even though you lost 50 pounds, then you get back even more. Yeah, correct. I'd say, you know, I lost uh, 50 pounds probably three times in my life. Wow. But I was never able to keep it off. But now, over the past five years, I've lost over 100 pounds and I've kept it off. And the truly, the, the most freeing thing is I really don't worry about it anymore. I don't think about my weight anymore. I eat when I'm hungry. I enjoy all the food that I eat. The nature of low-carb and carnivore uh, ways of eating is that it makes you hungry less often. So it's easier to lose and maintain the weight without that constant struggle of always being hungry. When you eat whole real food that's nutritionally complete, your body knows that it's getting everything it needs and therefore you're not hungry all the time, which is the problem with most other diets. That's so true. When you are eating whole real food, it just sends a sign to the signal to the brain saying, oh, I'm full. When you eat that processed food, it's like a crack at it. You're just constantly craving the next bag, the next chip, the next cookie, next bread, whatever. Yeah, exactly. And, and then when you try and just cut down the amount of those foods that you eat, now you're really starving your body of nutrition. And so your body just gets hungrier and hungrier. And everyone only has so much willpower and they try and fight that. But eventually, you know, your body 
and your body's desire for good nutrition wins out. But when you try and get that nutrition through all these processed foods, it never, uh, it never gets you to where you need to be. So your body just keeps telling you to be hungrier and hungrier. Amazing success story, uh, Dr. Ovidia. Thank you so much. This is just so important message coming from you because uh, you walk the walk. At the same time, you are our doctor. You are the person who's operating on my dad or whoever comes with, with high cholesterol or bad metabolic health. But you just gave us every single thing that we really need to stay away from any cardiothoracic surgeon office and stay and prevent 99.9% of the diseases because we create the disease. Yeah, that's so true. You know, when you look at the diseases that we suffer from, uh, most of it is created uh, by our diet and by our poor metabolic health. And, you know, while I'm happy and, you know, grateful that I can help people by doing heart surgery when they get to that point, I would much rather that they didn't need the heart surgery and that they, uh, you know, that I can work with them to prevent them from getting to that point. Love it. Thank you so much, Dr. Olivia. You are incredibly amazing. I am beyond grateful that you came on my podcast and just share this so amazing message. I can't wait to share this with everyone that I know. This is very incredible and very exciting. Oh, thank you. Like I said, I love your message. I love, you know, what you're doing with this podcast and just, uh, you know, spreading messages of hope and joy uh, and uh, giving people the tools that they need to improve their lives. So thank you for everything you're doing. Thank you so much for listening to this entire podcast. If you are the kind of person who loves to help others and you found value in this podcast, please do share with your friends and your family. I know if you found value, they will too. I believe we should always strive to be the best version of us. Let's pay it forward and help more people. If you would please leave a great review on iTunes or the podcast platform you are listening, I'd be grateful. That will enable me to reach more people to serve, people who are looking for their next level of success in life. Together, we can transform the world. If you have any questions or suggestions, please reach out to me at podcast at and through my social media.